everyone. I'm Rebecca Minkoff, and you're listening to Superwomen. Today's guests are Amy Kibler and Katya Lieben from Hey Mama. Why do I love these women so much? Well, as a mom in New York that doesn't really get to go out unless I'm with my kids or if I'm not with my kids, I'm going to work. They have started an incredibly powerful community of working moms who literally share every single resource that we can think of with each other. We get together, we're on emails together, they hold great events, and I'm really just in awe of what they're doing and creating such an incredible community of moms, not just in New York, but all over the U.S. So excited for you to hear their story and how they work together as co-founders. Here they are. Um, so I am here with Amory and Katya, the founders of Hey Mama. Hey. Hey. Hi. So Amory, you came in this morning and you were really upset. What happened? Oh, God. You know when you literally feel like you get hit by a truck and the truck just keeps rolling right over you? <laughs> like I had the yes. flu a couple of weeks ago and it like totally nailed me for like four days and I was completely like out of commission and then it turned into this like respiratory infection. So the whole way here, I'm like, do not cough during the podcast. Do not cough during the <laughs> podcast. But then I got trapped on the subway on my like first stop and I'm sitting there and the lights go off and they're like... 15 minutes that I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh my God, I'm running so late. I like have a really have a thing about running late. And I'm like thinking about all the other things that are going wrong. And I'm like, oh, River started coughing and she had to go to the doctor yesterday. And this morning my husband was coughing. And I was like, God, is this ever going to end? Like, am I ever going to get back to ground zero where I just feel like I wake up and I have a, like a good amount of energy and I'm like ready to kill it? I'm like remembering back to like, oh, Three weeks ago, I felt good like that and like trying to talk myself through it and being like, it's just because you've been really run down and you're really sick and like you still really got this. It's all there. Like when, as soon as you start feeling better, you're going to be able to like dive back in there. You got this, mama. I got it. Tell me exactly what Hey Mama is. Hey Mama is an application-based membership community for mothers in business. Um, we provide support, content, education, and a, and a true tribe of moms that have your back as you're juggling work and motherhood. We have seven cities where we do active monthly events in, and we have a really engaged community online where you can get real-time advice as you're building your business. So I would love to talk about how the two of you met, because I'm sure I'm assuming you knew each other before you started embarked on this adventure. We did. Yeah, we did. We had such a random meeting story. It goes to show you just how you never know when you're going to meet someone that changes your life. Because we had no friends in common when we met. And we actually, we met because our daughters met at the playground. They were both with their nannies. We were working full time. Um, they actually had a play date. And Amory left, um, Amory's nanny left the blanket at my house. And so then my nanny like ended up being crazy. I ended up finding her looking through my phone. So I had to let her go. So when her nanny reached out for the blanket, she actually couldn't reach her. It was just a super random story. Um, so Amory posted on this message board that gets hundreds and hundreds of emails a day called HRP Mamas. It's down in Tribeca. Um, and she said, like, looking for Lily's mom, left Mari's blanket. And I happened to see the email, and I had this beautiful Serena and Lily blanket. And I was like, okay, I think this is me. I'm Lily's mom. I have the blanket. I reached back out, and we had a blind mom date where she came over 
And I remember she was super chic, super stylish. Always has and been. And always has been. Best oh, style. Thanks, guys. And then I, I said, that's it. I have to convince this girl to be my best friend. <laughs> and she we, agreed. <laughs> yeah. We were like the odd couple. I poured like her wine. Odd couple. I just kept on giving her lots of wine and inviting her back over. And then after many months, we started realizing how much we had in common outside of our kids. And I think that's what really made us feel super connected because our daughters were seven days apart. We had no other mom friends, really. We were both still working full time and we both, I think, had this entrepreneurial bug. So every weekend when we were together, we would just brainstorm about the craziest business idea. Oh, my God, the craziest business ideas. But also, I think it's we had so many shared values and like those were the important things that we were really talking about. It wasn't like the little things of, you know, day to day because we had completely different past experiences and careers and we didn't know one person in common like we our past probably would not have intersected yet we ended up spending pretty much every weekend together way even before we started hey mama because katya is a single mom and at that time jason was traveling like every weekend so literally friday would be like so what are we going to do this weekend and like <laughs> trolling around on mommy poppins for like, for things, fun things to do yeah people thought we were a couple they definitely did and our first hey mama shoot they're like so is hey mama a community for lesbian moms and we're like no actually that would be a great idea but that's not <laughs> our community we just happened to be like on piggyback riding and oh my God, in this park pictures. holding hands it was really funny yeah, it's really can you do a throwback and repost those you should for sure you should do like a final honor challenge. Of you, Rebecca. thank you we, we, yeah. we definitely should it's like piggyback riding with short shorts on in the park your it's poor so husband funny. he literally showed up we showed up to um what's the name of that farm up in blue, blue hill yeah yeah it was blue hill yeah it was gorgeous and we showed up with all these balloons and the park you know rangers came up to us and they're like ma'am you're not allowed to have any balloons here <laughs> so jason who's this really you know world-renowned high-end fashion photographer we made him like book cancel his shoots and basically uh, shoot the four of us in the park. We didn't even know what we were doing yet. We had no business. We I just knew we needed a photo shoot first. I love that. Meanwhile, <laughs> we should probably say that this was like the 12th idea that I'd had since I decided I needed to change careers that I tried to sell him on. So he was a little like ambivalent about the whole thing. He's like, whatever. And he was like, all right, fine. I'm going to go along with this. I love that you started out with a shoot because when I launched Female Founder Collective, I was like, I need a campaign. You know, like it was like a my immediate thing, and you guys knew you were like, we need some great photos to we tell the story photos. that we don't we don't know what it is. We don't yet. know what it is yet, but don't we definitely need a good visual. We but need we're a very happy. Campaign. We're definitely friends in the photos, and I think that the first version of Hey Mama actually linked to a splash page that said, "Because moms need to have fun too." And that's like <laughs> because that was our tagline at the time. We're like, you know, it's not fair. We need to have fun still. We are still people. We're not just moms. We're we're so much more than that. It's true. We didn't yeah. know where we were going. Like, this has been a very organic process where we've like worked through, okay, what is it that we really need? And what is it that all of the other women are drawn to in this community? Like the first splash page linked to nothing. It was literally just put your email address in and people were putting in their email addresses. Why? Because they wanted to have fun. <laughs> we wanted to have fun. Because moms have been forgotten about. <laughs> yeah. We went back to work fun. and then everyone's like, well, who needs, who needs mom? Who needs to care about a Moms mom? Moms have become so much cooler in the past oh, four years. So I don't know cool. if we had anything to do with that. I, I sure think you definitely so. did. It was but all Becoming us. a mom is like your greatest <laughs> asset right now. I think it's, you know, what we always talk about is how many superpowers these moms gain after they come back from, you know, maternity leave. And what we what really want to do is shift the perception around working motherhood and what it means to be successful once you've had kids. So we don't look at motherhood as this kind of wrench in our careers, but really step into 
all of the different parts of ourselves that evolve after we have kids that make us, you know, more disciplined and more time efficient and, you know, so much more patient and, and better able to communicate. But I think it's going to take a, a lot of time and education to help bigger companies understand that and how to support these moms. And then obviously all of the founders and entrepreneurs out there that are even like discovering their new businesses because of their kids. It's yeah, it's pretty wild. So I want to talk about that because, you know, a long, long time like in the ancient days, you know, we had a village, right? And I feel like what I love about Hey Mama is it is that village, right? It's I need a, does anyone know of a, mm-hmm. I sent an email the other day, like my friend's desperate for a baby nurse because she's going insane, like doesn't know what to do. And it's like every time there's an email, there's a rally of women who just galvanize and like come together. So did you, that's a, that's a real gift and magical thing to have. Did, did that happen on its own or because you finally answered a need when you started Hey Mama, or have you carefully cultivated that in your community? It's a good question. Um, I think our community was functioning for a while. You know, we've, we've done so many events. Like last year, we did 85 experiences over seven cities, and people were meeting in real life. And, and that was, you know, obviously so invigorating because you get to meet a potential friend or collaborator or cheerleader. But I wanted our community to connect online. And so this group idea was really organic. We just sat down and thought about what the tools we had were at our disposal and how we could help solve a problem. And I think the problem was is that, is that all of these women needed advice and introductions. So Amory and I were getting emails or like, do you know a mom that does this? Do you have someone that could help me with fundraising? Do you know anyone you could connect me um, who's a graphic designer? And so you know, after a while, after our whole days were basically spent like responding and matchmaking and introducing people, we figured out that there were a lot of questions that needed to be answered. And most importantly, that when we can use the village to answer those questions, we save time and money, which are two things that moms really need when they're launching their businesses and and trying to figure out how to grow. Because like making a wrong decision when you're in that early stage of who you're working with can be really detrimental. It could cost you so much, and we've made those mistakes. So when we think about how we access vetted resources, you know what we're cultivating within Hey Mama is that you know we're vetting the people. We're also vetting these women that are that you can trust because they are going through the same thing that you are. So instead of you going out and having to find a manufacturer in China, you can just ask the communities, uh, "Hey, I'm starting a T-shirt line. What manufacturer should I work with?" and um, you don't have to make the same mistakes twice. So we have to learn from each other. And I think we need to really take the time out of our day to practice that that kind of um, entrepreneurial or business karma of responding to other people when they need help, because there's definitely going to come the day when you need support and you post to the group and, you know, then you'll be flooded with email responses that, you know, women just want to support you. And we talk a lot about how there's something really special, like once you become a mom and you see another mom struggling with the same thing that you've gone through, that you like, you feel like you need to help them. Like, I think that that's something that happens as a mother, like you have this identification, but then there's also the fact that, you know, I think a lot of women who are really successful that are within the group have responded to us and said how good it makes them feel when they're able to share that advice, because Mm -hmm. we know that we're, we're allowing someone to like bypass that huge roadblock that could be like, a, you know, weeks worth of work or take them down a round, wrong path where they spend like tens of thousands of dollars. And as a mother, like that makes us feel really good that we're able to do that for someone else 
you know, just knowing the experience that we had when we were going through it and being able to lend a helping hand. Yeah, we used to meet you, with you and ask you a million questions. <laughs> like, what I, do we do? I, I don't know that I have the right answers, but I was honored that you asked. And we're also like big proponents of finding free tools that you can utilize because I always talk about we got the best advice from two founders when we were starting our company and they were legitimately, what can you guys do tomorrow to start your company that's free? Like you need to spend no money, you need to go out there and you need to start your company. And we're like, okay, well, we'll use Instagram. And that was our platform. And then we had the splash page that went to nothing that we had. And we utilized that for like six months to really figure out what we were doing without spending any money. That was really smart because I think sometimes people start and they spend a lot of money. Yeah. And yeah. then they only still have a splash page. Yeah. True. You Instagram. have to know the problem that you're solving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And money's not necessarily going to help you get to that. It's, I think doing the work and not spending the money actually helps you so much in the beginning of your business because you have to really like do all that research and understand what the problem is yourself rather than having someone ask questions and make notes and hand it to you. And then you really don't understand. Totally. To add to the multi-hyphenate that you guys are, your co-founders, your mothers, your business partners, how, where do your roles sort of divide and where do they intersect? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we actually, we've been doing this um, really awesome leadership work uh, with one of our coaches um, at One and Many, and they've been helping us understand how we communicate and how we just work together as a united team. I'm the CEO and Amory is new title is also the CEO, the chief experience officer. I like that. There are two CEOs. Uh, she's also taken on more of the creative director role, even though we're both super invested and involved in everything. I'd say as we've scaled, I definitely take on more of the partnerships and revenue side of the business. And Amory's really incredible at taking on, you know, managing people and Kind of cultivating our community managers and leaders and our membership side of the business. So that, that's how we've been dividing it now. And I think we've also come to understand that the more time we spend together, the clearer things are and the easier things are. So it, it's just figuring out like what your niche is working with your partner. Totally. It's mm -hmm. like a marriage. It Definitely. is like a marriage. Yeah. I say you're going to spend more time with this person than you do with your actual partner. For oh, sure. Yeah. And we're still best friends. So there's also the friendship part where like we want to spend time together as friends. Do you specifically go, okay, we're not going to talk about work today? We specifically try not <laughs> to talk that. about work. <laughs> we, do, we do special things together. Like She we, did. She took me for a couple's massage on my birthday. And out to dinner for it was honestly amazing. We were dying. We were so we do go cute. on trips together where we don't talk about work a lot. We didn't talk about work a lot in Costa Rica. We sure didn't. No, we hung out with the monkeys <laughs> and our kids. That was a nice, refreshing and some, week and some margaritas. Yeah. No, no work talk. We're gonna enjoy ourselves. We're gonna have a glass of wine. I love that. When you talk about you know growing and scaling a community, and you shared with me, you know, you want to grow it to twenty five more cities. How do you begin as an entrepreneur? begin prioritizing? Like, how do you know where to go? Mm. I think we are told where to go mm -hmm. by our community. Um, they really reach out. I've always seen that the moment we start thinking about a specific city, somehow all of the forces within email land come from those cities. So we'll end up getting emails from people in that city. We'll put out a feeler, for example, like Dallas is a big market that we want to expand to. And we've seen that Every person we've mentioned Dallas to says, oh, I know someone for you or that that's going to be a great market. Um, we definitely look to some of our partners that have expanded to those markets and, and find a lot of learnings from other brands that have been in those cities. But generally speaking, it's our community leaders on the ground. So if we have 
amazing community leaders. Like in Portland, we have, it wouldn't be logically our next city because there are some bigger Mm -hmm. markets, but we just have such a great group of women there that we know it will be successful because they are really passionate about it. So um, letting the market tell you what it needs, letting the people really tell you the demand. And then I think there's really great stats out there actually about entrepreneurship in different cities. So, you know, I think we'd like to also look at the data a bit more as we really pick the 25 beyond Mm -hmm. where we even have existing connections um, and look to expand to other countries like Toronto and London and um, Australia. So when you've been pitching this as you're raising funds, Mm -hmm. has anyone, have you gotten, you know, I think we all talk about it a lot or we all hear about it a lot. Like I'm a woman, I'm a mother, I'm solving for women and mothers and the guys in the room say, well, let me ask my wife or girlfriend, or I'm going to talk to my sister about that. Have you encountered any of that? Or they see that you have a, you have a great idea and they just want to back it? You know, not quite. Uh, we've only just kicked off the the fundraise process. And I will say that the meeting I, I did have with a guy in the room, he was just so hyper aware that he was the only guy in the room. And he just kept on talking about how much he loves his wife and like she would love this, but in such a sweet way where it was almost recognizing the need for it because what he sees in his partner. Right. Um, and I think because we're talking about mothers, right? Mothers that are wired to be in business, mothers that are really passionate about starting a company or going back to work because that's what they really want to do and and feel like they have a lot to accomplish there. All of these men are seeing their wives, even their moms that have built up their businesses and they know that they need support because moms are completely under-resourced and under-supported. The average entrepreneur earns $5 an hour, but when you add on how much additional time moms work when they get home, it's nuts. We're just basically working all the time. Um, so how can we as a community and as a company be there to support these women throughout that career journey where, you know, we know it's going to be hard, but at least you're not doing it alone. Yeah. I think it'll be really interesting as we really are just starting the fundraising process. And on a day-to-day basis, we work with like 0.01 men (laughs) to come into our sphere. So, you know, we're talking about like a lot of women and mothers who totally get it. So, you know, this will be like really our first time going out there with all of our like mama, like woman energy and like coming forefront with men. Totally. We, we might also just be able to do the whole round with women angels. Who knows? That'd be awesome. Calling all women angels. Um, if you're out there. If you're out there. <laughs> so I would love for you to share, and this can be personal or professional challenges you've encountered if you have or have not overcome them, like things that come to mind or lessons you've learned from mm. challenges you've had. Yeah. I just recently had a challenge brought to my attention um, with my leadership coach that was specific to just like leadership styles and and reactions and, you know, times in work where stress affects us differently. And, you know, there are things that I'm learning from that I'm trying to improve as, as a leader every day. And sometimes when you're new to managing teams and you're new to building a company and those are all things, this isn't like our second or third run at building a business. Um, I personally had to overcome a lot of challenges around how I lead and how to show up the best way for my team without kind of carrying over any energy or any stress that I might be feeling inside on them. So that's a lot of energy work and self-work that over the past year and a half, I've just been diving head on. But, you know, to be completely honest, I'd say the first couple of years or first three years of building the business, I don't think I was incredibly strong at being able to manage that stress and manage that uh, that weight I felt on my shoulders well. And when there would be bumps in the road, sometimes I would 
instead of looking at them as opportunities or kind of feeling really confident to tackle those hurdles, um, I would have tough moments with them. And that's something I've had to come to terms with and, you know, forgive myself for, you know, if I was short or snappy or disappointed or things that now as a leader, I would really approach differently and just evolve, you know, and that that's the whole part. It's all such a journey. And I think every entrepreneur has been there where they've followed short some days and uh, that's all we can do. And luckily I have an amazing co-founder that's always been there to to support me. And I have to circle back on that of like falling short on some days. But first of all, I have to say that we have this crazy phenomenon between Kati and I where we're never down at the same time. Thank God. Like one of us is literally like bursting off the Richter sales and they're like, no, we got this. Like there's a whole pep talk thing that happens between <gasps> yeah. us. And I, it's just, I'm very grateful that, that that's really been our balance. But, um, you know, as I was saying, like every morning this week, I legitimately have cried. And been like, I just got to let it out. Like, I'm just feeling so overwhelmed and stressed from being sick. But also, you know, there's a lot on your shoulders when you're running a company and you have employees and you're like your kids. And like, it can be really incredibly overwhelming and stressful. And there's definitely mornings where I wake up and I wonder if I can do it, you know. And it's always in the morning when I'm in the shower where like the voice in my head is like, you can't do this. Who do you think you are? How are you going to manage all this? How are you going to make everybody happy? Do you think you're good enough to do this? Ugh. And it's so hard, you know, yeah. I have to shake it off. So I've started in the morning. I have like a little ritual where I have like 20 minutes of, I don't even want to say like yoga, but like a yoga movement sort of meditation where I really push hard, like to think of nothing. Um, and I find that that's really helpful for me to like step back into a positive space. But I mean, I think that little monster gets to every entrepreneur, mm. especially as a mother, because at the same time, like I can hear my daughter downstairs being like crying about something and it like breaks into that as well. You know, it can be a lot on your shoulders. So and I just do the best that I can. So one of the things that um, I find with entrepreneurs is some people go, oh, well, you get to make your own schedule and, you know, you're calling the shots. And so we do get that, even though it means that we're working 24 hours a day. But to the women listening who maybe work for someone else and feel like they are not in control of their destiny in terms of their schedule and being a mom and mm-hmm. and wanting to achieve, you know, change in their area with the moms in your community that are, you know, do work for someone else. What have you noticed them doing to change and push boundaries and or tips, helpful tips for like managing that Mm. since we all kind of know the entrepreneurial side of it. Yeah, we see, you know, we have a large percentage of our members that are in corporate right now. And I think they face really (laughs) unique challenges because they don't have that flexibility. But I think that is the biggest thing that can shift within a company's policies. And so many companies, look at Google, for example, they don't even track when you come in, when you come out. They want you to do your job. You want to come there and work from 8 p.m. at night till 6 in the morning. They're fine with that. Um, so some of the biggest companies in the world are adapting flexible work. But especially for moms, flexibility is a must. So I really feel for those women that have zero flexibility in their roles. And hopefully there are ways that, um, you know, through stats and education, these companies might start to look at, you know, maybe this woman is super productive at 8 p.m. to 12 p.m. and she can leave one day at three o'clock to be able to go pick up her kid. Um, If that's not the situation and you're really, really stuck all day from one time to another time, I think what I've seen a lot of our members do is just think about how they get to shut off, you know, because once they do get to go home, they're pretty much done. And um, that might have 
really positive effects in other ways, like maybe their relationships with their partners because they're not on their computer or on their laptop working from 9 p.m. till 12 a.m. Maybe <laughs> not they... like not like the three of us. No, no, no. Well, um, I never do that. I've definitely seen people like factor in little mini breaks where they'll do like a small meditation or they'll take time within their workday to connect with community and talk to other people who are, are facing the same challenges because. I do think that sometimes even if you can't make a lot of movement within the situation logistically, if you feel like supported and you feel like other people understand you, then you can make shifts to your mental state, which then will allow you to be able to logistically figure out how to make small shifts around mm -hmm. as far as scheduling. Um, and, you know, a lot of companies, bigger companies or amazing companies to work for like Havas that have a lot of enrichment programs and support for women, for mothers specifically. So you know, taking that into account when you're looking for a new position, because I think that women who have been hired in a role before they have kids had a whole laundry list of different things that were important to them. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, you can change jobs, even if you aren't looking to be an entrepreneur and find a company that really is supportive for women. Awesome. What would you say that, that I like to ask this question to all my interviewees, um, something we'd be surprised to know about you it can be a shocker. It can be be something, a secret you've been wishing you could tell, and this dun, is the dun, forum dun. to tell it. Nothing like a private secret on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, I've been meaning to tell you. No, um, I don't think I have a lot of secrets. I'm pretty much an open book. Um, I've always been really open about a lot of different parts in my journey that have been really bumpy. Um, I grew up in Queens. I had a really fast-paced life. I kind of lived my college life in high school like that girl that would round up all my friends and, you know, take them to the club and get them in and just doing everything my mom wished I didn't do. Um, but thank goodness, because I grew up quickly and it made me super ready to have my daughter really a lot younger than I think um, I would have been able to otherwise. Um, the biggest thing that I guess people would be surprised is um, I skipped my high school graduation and convinced my parents to fly my best friend and I to Ibiza. Wow. Um, they thought it was like a really cultural, interesting place. There was no internet at this time. They didn't realize what a visa was all about. We somehow told them that we were going to be going to lots of museums and uh, it was our graduation present. So um, instead of my graduation, I ended up going there. And that was really fun and a great experience. And it was my first time flying alone. And that was just like something fun that I think back at now of how my daughter one day is going to come to me and ask me, to go to Ibiza and I'm going to just lock her in a room and tell her she can't. <laughs> oh God. You know, I can see this coming from like an early age for all of these skills that you have, Katya, like the, where they're playing into supporting our business, the way that you're able to sell that to your mom. <laughs> Persuade somehow my mom. She's I don't been know a good seller for a long time. Okay. Well, I don't have any Ibiza stories actually. Um, something that's funny that Katya thinks is really funny. I grew up in Florida and one of my hobbies when I was a kid was I was really into archery and I had like a compound bow that I used to carry around and go to the archery range and that. shoot at targets. But this kind of, I don't really have any secrets besides that. Okay, that's fine. I'm going to share a real embarrassing one, which might be sketchy, might be someone sketchy. So um, I'm still breastfeeding and uh, sometimes I get clogged ducts. I don't know if you have experiences. Yes. So my husband used to be like my go-to, like, you got to get this out, buddy. But he wasn't around, and so I had to do it myself. So luckily, or unluckily, my boobs are so big that they can... <laughs> I had to suck it out myself. But I got it. 
Because I didn't want it to turn into mastitis. No, I had mastitis like three times. Yeah, but I was really proud of myself. I was like, I unclogged myself. That is with my own mouth. Really good. Right? That's, that's so a, impressive. That's amazing that skill. YouTube video you would go so my resume. <laughs> I know. I was just like, could I? No, I couldn't do that. No, there's, Rebecca this Minkoff is... just needs Rebecca Minkoff on her resume. Just her name. <laughs> that's it. No experience I, necessary. I am so <laughs> impressed with you now. Well, thanks. My husband calls my breasts like those pastry bags that you fill up with icing that are like long and tubular. And I think that's why I could like lift them up to get out the clog. I have so no there breasts, you go. So I'm slightly... Slightly jealous. My breastfeeding Don't be boobs jealous. were so much better. My boobs are like three sizes smaller after having children. Yes. And mine's just skin at this point. Yeah, they'll like lift. And- yes. Yes. Well, thank you. Is there anything else you wanted to share about Hey Mama or anything else? Um, yeah, I think we wanted to share that our app is coming out. So we'll have a whole new way for our members to connect. Tell us everything. And yeah, we're super excited. So right now, Hey Mama is an application-based network so women can apply Uh, They could go onto our website and they can uh, apply, use a reference, use a friend they know um, to join the community. And then now with this app, we'll be able to provide so many more connection opportunities and ways to be segmented by different industries um, within our group. So we're really excited for that. And we're also just really excited to get to more cities where I know there are so many moms that are craving community and support. And then Amory has a bunch of really exciting events coming up that are going to be just wonderful. Yeah, we have a really exciting event in New York coming up for International Women's Day that's going to be on March 8th. Um, we just posted about it. So you can check us out on social um, and you can see all of our events on the heymama.co website in all of our different cities. Um, and we'd love to see you guys come out and get involved in the community. And I just want to plug that since being a Hey Mama member, um, I definitely feel the love and support of the village, whether it's a night nurse or subscribing and downloading this podcast uh that literally the day that i sent that email about the podcast i could see the exact number of people on that email actually like go up so um just want to say you guys are doing amazing things and thank you for being on the podcast thank you thanks for having us that was amory and katya they are incredible you should follow them on instagram And I wanted to end this episode with a review from Gabby Galvin. One word, fabulous. I started listening to Superwomen after your interview on the Skim podcast. You are authentic, confident, and inspirational. I particularly liked your conversation with Sally Krawcheck and investing. I'm looking to start a business and hearing about women's successes and failures is so helpful. Thank you and keep the conversations going with fabulous women. As an aside, my goal is to one day be able to join the Female Founder Collective. Well, Gabby... I think you're pretty close to joining the Female Founder Collective because you're going to start that business and it's going to be awesome. Thanks for writing in. 